what is the identity that you need to have in order to get the results you want to get. Because obviously, if you're happy with where you're at, and if when you ask anyone, are they, are they going to say that, yeah, I'm so totally happy, everything's fantastic? If they do, then you'd be like, okay, so, so tell me how that looks like. Describe that identity. Do you want to improve it in any way? Welcome to the Income Flip Podcast, a podcast about real estate entrepreneurs, visionaries, and the stories behind the legacies they're creating. I'm your host, Rob Chavez, and on today's episode, I've got Naya Periakos with me. Now, Naya is a awesome soul. She's somebody that I've known for well over, over a decade, and for many years, she was always telling me the benefit of creative financing and sub-twos, and, and truthfully, I, I just didn't listen. I wasn't listening at the time. My mind was closed. I was just buying things all cash until recently, until recently when she helped me put some of our deals together creatively, and then a light bulb went off, and I was like, ooh, This is what she's been talking about all these years. Listen in on how she got started with creative financing, why it's such a valuable tool to have in your toolbox, and how you can create win-win solutions for you and the seller. Red, guess what? Today I've got a very good friend of mine, Naya Harakos, with me on what we're now going to call the income flip, right? We're actually changing the podcast name to okay. the income flip. And the reason we're doing that is we under we understand that the journey that we're all on together mm-hmm. is one where we're we're moving our active income to our passive income. That takes time, it takes knowledge, it takes energy, right? But that that's the ultimate destination for for many investors is to learn how to do something one time and get paid forever, right? As opposed to being on this transaction treadmill. And so, Naya, you're the first, right? That we're—I've actually even just verbalized that to our entire grid community. Really, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Woo, woo. Yeah. So, so welcome, right? Thank you. And what I wanted to do was share you with all of our grid community. We've kind of kept you to to us at the local level, and there's a lot of people within what I would call kind of the Nova DMV market that knows you really well. But we're now 40 communities across the country, 30,000 members strong. And so this goes out to all of the grid, gridiverse, as we call, call ourselves. Um, And so welcome. Welcome, Naya. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You and I, we've known each other for over 10 years. So you've seen my journey. I've seen your journey. So it's, it's amazing. Right, the ups and downs, the pauses, the changes, the pivots. Yeah, but you know, you know what's interesting. I'm glad you you started with that, right? Because um, it's time on task over time, right? It's having a vision for your life, and and then doing the thing that compounds over time. And um, and let's start there, right? Let's start there, like because this is a journey. Everybody that's listening is on their own journey. They've decided to go on this real estate investment journey um, for whatever reasons, right? Everybody's got their own particular reasons. I'm curious, what was your reason? Why did you decide to go on this journey? I got in the real estate journey um, 
right around the crash, 2009, 2010, I was a young mom. So I, I had three little boys, like a one year, like a newborn, like a little one, a two year old, there were two year parts, like just two years apart. So three kids. And when the economy tanked in 2009, my husband at the time got laid off. And so now imagine having two adults, like I was a staying at home mom because I had sold my retail business a few years before. And I'm like, what can I do to help my family? And I couldn't afford daycare because mm -hmm. it was $2,000 a month per kid. And I had two kids that were under the age. Uh, and I was like, okay, what do I know? I, I had been a real estate agent since 2004. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let me get on the investing side. So it was, it was, it was crisis. It was, it was crisis because that was the only career I could think of. That was not a job. It was, I had the control mm. and because of the flexibility it gave me. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I, I could stay up late at night. I remember, you know, I, I had, I had a couple of mentors. I would do work. I would get leads. And I would stay up till three, four o'clock at night mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. going through leads and then scheduling appointments, um, during the day, you know, whenever I could, right? Let, let me ask you a question, because you and I have seen a lot of people within this world of, of people that want to get into this game. Where did that level of hustle come from? That you're up till two or three in the morning. Like, think about that. I want everybody to hear that piece, right? Because success leaves clues. Like, where did that level of hustle come from? Well, it came from, like, excitement. So mm -hmm. for me... Like I have also, I hustled because of desperation. Mm -hmm. I know how that feels and that's not a good feeling. And I've also hustled because of excitement of, of like, oh, this is an opportunity. What if this could turn into a deal? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know the difference. So now wh when I feel it in my body, in myself, like, okay, like it's a desperation that taking action from a place of desperation and lack will not lead to good results in, mm -hmm. my, in my experience. But taking action from a place of excitement, um, like a student mindset, like an opportunity, like, yeah, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm not quitting. Mm -hmm. That, a lot of good things come from that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you're, you're doing one of the things that we always talk about, like you always have to be learning, right? Yes, if you're, as like Robin says, yeah. If you're not learning and growing, you're dying. You're dying. Well, business is is iteration, 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 iteration. Learning, 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 learning. Right? There's no nobody wakes up one day and says, "I know exactly how to do this." Right? <laughs> it, it's like getting on a bicycle and learning how to ride a bicycle. You, you have to actually get on the bicycle, right? Yeah, you, you 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 just can't take a course and listen to it and hope something happens. You got to go out. You know, stimulus response. Got to go out and do something. Exactly. You do. Right? You do. You you have to feel it. You have to experience it. And, and I, I remember the the pitfalls. I remember going on appointments and not having a clue <laughs> what to tell the seller. I'm like I'm like I'm going there and I'm scared because this house is a dump and it needs a total gut job. Right. Mm -hmm. And to be safe, because I'm like, how am I going to do my numbers? Right. So like I overestimated cost, this, that, the other. 
and, and I lowballed the offers. And I, I, I was like, oh, shit, I won't do that again. <laughs> like, now let, let me learn what's what's an average kitchen cost. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would talk to contractors. I'm like, oh, I followed around a mentor, my first mentor, who was a rehabber. Okay, oh, this is the cost of hardwood floors to sand them. This is the cost mm-hmm. of bathrooms. And I made my little list, my little cheat sheet that mm-hmm. I would take with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The good thing is I was an agent. I knew how to do comparables. So, so yes. I knew how to do comps and, and I'm good with numbers. So I could do numbers and work backwards. You know, it's interesting. I always say, especially if you're getting it yet, yeah, when you get into this business, you only, you need three, you need to know three numbers, right? What is it worth fixed up? Mm-hmm. What does it actually cost to fix it up? And then what can you actually buy for when you're going to make a profit? Right. Exactly. Um, and as agents, because you were an agent before, you understood the ARV. Yes. Right. Uh, but you're uncertain about construction costs. Didn't know what a kitchen was or a bathroom or how much a roof cost. But you learn that by exactly. talking to a contractor. So, by the way, anybody listening right now, that's what I would encourage you guys to do is is find somebody, a contractor, a mentor, a partner that can walk you through a property and tell you what things cost in your area because every area is going to be slightly different. It is. Right? Yeah. Right. And then you're going to need access to some kind of tool that's going to help you understand the the ARV, the after repair value. And then you're going to, depending on your strategy, you need to know what your acquisition number is, right? Yes. And you need to know how much money you want to make. You need to have an oops factor because there's always a bunch of oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to have a margin margin of safety, yes. right? Safety. But but what's interesting is that is that you discovered a different way of going out and, and buying property, like through trial and error, right? You like, so let's, let's talk. Trial and error, so this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in I, my first mentor was a rehabber. So I learned how I was following him around, learned how to rehab houses, pros and cons with that, because it was 2010, 2011. And it was the crash was too fresh on my mind because mm-hmm. I too had to short sell my primary residence because mm-hmm. of what we experienced personally. So I, I learned a big lesson that when you rehab houses, you have to sign a personal guarantee. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel uncomfortable, especially mm-hmm. because I had a couple of rentals. Mm-hmm. I was like, is there an, uh, like, is, could I lose these? what if something goes wrong with one of these renovations and they come after me and they take my rentals that Mm -hmm. are making money. So I was asking, you know, asking the question, the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, you you will get the answer. I was like, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. So the phrase, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Well, Mm -hmm. I was ready. And my next mentor showed up and I learned how to buy houses creatively, mm-hmm. like subject to. So it's 2013, you know, like 2012, 2013, like over 10 years ago. And Rob, I felt like I won the lottery. <laughs> I, I was that excited. I felt like, is this for real? Like, I felt like, holy God, people don't talk about this. People don't do this. Okay, and I've never been one to follow the crowd. Mm. I have been, like, I think it's a Spartan in me. You Mm -hmm. know, that identity, I'm like, you know what? I'm not like everybody else. I'm going to do it my way. So I never followed the crowd. So when I found this strategy, I felt like, well, 
like I'm going to like this is what I'm going to do. And I bought my first property off of Craigslist for less than $5,000. What's so interesting is that some for some reason it spoke to you, right? Because <laughs> because you and I talked about sub twos for like a decade. And it, took me, and, it, and it took me a decade before did. I did my first one, right? <laughs> and it's like, okay, I should. And now, you know, now because of the market that we're in, my brain completely opened up. I'm like, oh my God, I should have been doing this the whole time, right? I was, um, I was surprised. But I, was, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't emotionally ready, right? I, yes. I, I didn't have that same fear that you have. So it's interesting. You did ask the right question. I started asking the question, how could I buy properties where the numbers make sense based on today's interest rates? Mm. And it led me to, to the sub two business. Mm. I was like, Oh, it's almost like I'm able to go back in time. Yes. And I, I could buy a property that's already been amortized eight, nine, 10 years. Yep. I can buy it at an interest rate. That's, you know, three or 4%. I'm like, this is like time travel. It is. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so that opened up my mind. Right. Uh, and, and today's conversation is not about about sub twos, but Naya is an expert in sub twos, and certainly you're going to get her information on how you can contact her about maybe even deep diving a little bit more on that. Um, but I want to talk about identity because you touched on it. Yes. Right. You and I have talked about this through the years, and you said I have the identity of a Sparta. Right. Yeah, Spartan. Yep. And uh, yeah, from from Sparta, and um, and I want to talk a little bit about that because I think that is really important for people to understand that if you don't build this with the right identity, you could start building things and they keep they'll get torn down because you may not you may not either have the right identity that helps you get started, you may not have the right identity that helps pull you through, right? And so let's talk a little bit about this. I'd love to understand how you view it. I'll certainly give you my perspective on what of I identity? see. Yeah, of identity. Hmm. And and um and why you think it's an important piece in in the game of real estate entrepreneurship. Just say that. Right. I, I believe it's an important piece in any way of success, right? A, mm-hmm. Any endeavor anyone has, like the identity piece. So for me, it started when I first came to this country, I was 11 years old and I didn't speak any English. I came from Greece and the, I, I, you know, imagine being thrown, you know, into sixth grade and having to figure things out. It's a new world. So my mom was, I, whenever I would feel like I'm giving up, I want to go back home. I want to go back to Greece. I don't like it here. This country sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that way, by the way. <laughs> but when you're six years old and everything's so good. Years old, exactly. When you're 11 years old and you have no friends and you can't talk to anyone in school. Yeah. So my mom was like, who are you? She's like, you're Spartan. Where are you from? So she, she was like putting that in our minds since we we're little kids. Mm-hmm. So I look back on my journey, even when, you know, my first job out of college, I was a youngest business development manager and I got laid off. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like what that did for me is that helped me persevere, like stick through, not quit. Mm-hmm. Having a, 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 like a, an identity 
that makes you feel strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so to me, you know, Spartans are like what? Like warriors. They're tough. They're going to they're gonna make it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, like see, see, that was in the back of my mind. And, it, and don't get me wrong. I have had moments we all have where we feel we're down and out. Mm-hmm. It's just that after a while, that's enough crying. Okay. It, it, you better suck it up, do something about it, get some anger in there if you need to kick it in and, and go out and do something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, that's, you know, Spartan identity helped me on our, a lot of different points in my life. You know, it, it's interesting because um, I remember talking to my daughter about this when she was younger. She was going through a tough time. And, you know, as a parent, you never want your children to kind of experience pain, although that's a bad thing because they need to experience pain because they need to build self-worth and self-worth comes from doing hard things. Um, and, and, and I just remember being, you know, when she was going through this tough time, I was like, baby girl, this is, this is like you, you're being forged in fire. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. uh, when you're forged in fire, you come out of the other side, stronger, wiser, better, but while you're in it, it's hard. It's difficult. And by the way, that's what, that's what the juice, that's where the juice is. That's where all the fire is. That's where all the mm-hmm. building happens. That's where all the growth happens. Like nothing good comes from, it being easy. It, it's about it being hard. That's where the real good comes from, right? It, it, actually, I wouldn't say that. You know what I would say? Contrast is great. So it's not that the real good, It the level of appreciation of something mm. good mm. comes from knowing the opposite, knowing the contrast of struggle. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that. So for me, you and me, I've had enough of those contrasts where now I like a life that's easy. I, and I'm so fully appreciative of the good that shows up. Yeah. Like yes, that. yes, yes. Because you know what the other side is like. You know what the other side is, right? And contrast is, you know, that that's where appreciation comes from. Appreciation right? 100%. You have to understand that, right? Without light. You know, you, you need darkness to really kind of experience the light and yeah, vice versa. Like, that's right, right, right? How do you know that you're light if you don't look at your shadow? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so then it's like, th- that's how we learn, right? We learn. What's interesting, though, is that this identity piece, when I'm coaching my my agents and talking them through it, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's what identity are you carrying in? to this business of entrepreneurialism, you know, any business endeavor, like what are the things that you're saying to yourself about yourself? Right. Um, Like I am the champion or I am a warrior, right. Those are empowering and empowering discussions, but, but, but there are, but you know, there are people that, that, have a lot of disempowering conversations with themselves, right? These are patterns, old patterns that we pick up from our parents and things like that. So one of my mentors is someone who's amazing. I don't know. If, have you heard of Joe Dispenza? Mm-mm. A book that I'm listening to right now is he talks about breaking the habit of being yourself. Mm. So 
my invitation to you and your agents is what is the identity that you need to have in order to get the results you want to get? Because obviously, if you're happy with where you're at, and if you want you ask anyone, are they, are they going to say that, yeah, I'm so totally happy, everything's fantastic? If they do, then you're like, okay, so, so tell me how that looks like. Describe that identity. Do you want to improve it in any way? Like, so, so Joe Dispenza talks about how we can rewire our brain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Through certain, because you know the beta alpha alpha waves, beta waves in our in our brain, and how we can get into a state that's easier for us to rewire that brain, mm-hmm. so we can create a new personality. So then that way we can create a new reality. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you change the personality or the identity, okay, mm-hmm. your reality changes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so you and I are saying the same thing. The reason why you're telling your agents, okay, what type of identity do you need to have? Mm-hmm. Okay, or what personality do you need to have in order to have the reality mm-hmm. that you're dreaming of? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and, and I'm I'm curious about your journey through that, right? When, when you when when you know I look at you today and um You've built a, a very successful business uh, and, you, and you have aspirations like it's always about different levels, right? It's like, hey, you're at a, you're at a level and, and there's other things that you want to accomplish. And I'm curious about as you look back, like what identity did you, did you have? What identity are you are, are you pulling forward? Is it the same identity? Is it a different identity? Right. Uh, have there been new th- ideas a concept that, that have formed in your mind about you and who you are and what you want. Right? Yes, 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 yes to all of that. So for me, ten years ago, um, when I was starting out, I felt like I was alone. Mm. Right. So I went into this real estate investing game. I like to call it a game, and I figured it out on my own. Yes, I had a mentor. I, I had certain things, but I, it was a small shop like two, three people. And then in time, as I was doing everything myself, because okay, I'm a maximizer and I learned how to leverage, how to be, work efficient. So I had a couple of virtual assistants and then I hired an operating manager. So I had a, a local operating manager and it was the two of us with two other VAs. Obviously we had our subcontractors, which one were, you know, mm-hmm. renovating or updating houses. But imagine like two full-time individuals doing almost anywhere from 700 to a million dollars in buying properties a year, mm-hmm. two people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and, and it wasn't that crazy hard. It was not, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't because I, I was still a full-time mom too mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. all this. So the identity that shifted for me is okay. Okay. Like I, and I'm in a business owner, entrepreneur. What do I have to do? Bam, bam, bam. I have to lead. I have to manage. So now the difference is now I'm looking for the right partnerships. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now I'm a, I want to scale and I want to impact, mm-hmm. improve lives. So I've shared with you that one of my 
biggest dreams is I want to create 1,000 multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how can I do that? Right. With, with the right, you know, I have a, a, a marketing partner that I'm doing that with. So, so for me, the identity has shifted to include more people, the right people. Sure. Yeah. I think about as you, as you talk that through one of the books that I read in the last few years was the book who not how by Dan mm-hmm. Sullivan. Right. And he talks about a lot of times as business owners, entrepreneurs, when you're getting started, you're like, well, how am I going to do that? Right. Um, how am I going to do the lead generation? How am I going to do the administration? How am I going to manage the contract? And, and, uh, and you start learning to give things away. Yes. Right? You start learning to give like, okay, well, maybe I can give this piece away or I can give that piece away. And then what happens is you get to a point where you're like, okay, this is great. I'm making a good money. But how do I now hit a completely different level? And the only way you can complete, completely hit a different level is through asking the question, who, Ooh. not how am I going to do it, but Who's going to be the person who's going to help me do this? Yes. Because the power that we have in our networks and grid was built on the whole concept of, um, um, you know, your network is your net worth uh, or the powers in the network and everything that you want are all the relationships around you. Uh, And I believe that deeply. Like, you know, Mark has always said, Oh, Rob, one of the things you do is you're a connector, right? I connect people. I connect opportunities. I connect businesses. And we're talking about that this morning. And I've always just thought, okay, great. Well, who's going to help us go to that next level? Who's going to help you go to the next level, right? And the only way you could do that is by then looking and saying, who has built something or who has a network or who has built something similar to what I want to build. And I have to start think, stop thinking, how can I do it myself? Right. How can we tap into it? So as you kind of started, because what I heard you say was I'm changing my identity from solopreneur. Yes. To small business owners to maximizer, right. To Correct. build, to really impact lots of lives. How did you go through that process to start, thinking about that or identifying the right people or I mean that happened I, I was going through that phase probably three four years ago mm-hmm. because my mentor brought me on board and I became a national coach to real estate investors mm-hmm. so that opened the door for me I was like oh this is fun I am helping people all over the country I'm helping mm-hmm. hundreds of investors I was like and I am impacting their lives when I would help them get a deal and then they'd be like we couldn't have done it without you I like for me, I was like, well, they did all the work. I just guided them, right? Mm-hmm. But it filled my heart. I felt so good. I felt as good as if I got the deal. Imagine that. Like they were extensions of my family. Or like, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh. So I learned that approach, but then I was doing things differently, right? Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know what? I want to do it my way. Because I realized that 80% of the coaching I was doing was more on the personal development piece, on that identity, that mindset, versus real estate deal structuring. So for me, the last three, four years have been like, okay, how can I guarantee results? How can Mm -hmm. I help individuals 
create the identity they need to have in order to get the results they want to get. Because when you're looking at statistics, Rob, only three to five percent of real estate investors all over the country who buy coaching programs, it doesn't matter who you get it from, three to five percent have a success success rate. Right? You know what's interesting? Yeah, well, what's interesting is I was uh, with some very successful business owners this weekend, and um, we were talking about this one coach, uh, and this coach is extremely expensive. Like, well, the investment, it's not yeah. looking at this, but the investment is a big investment. And the interesting thing is they were like somebody that, that does coaching with him. He's like, but he'll never talk to you about real estate. <laughs> it's not about real estate. It's not. It's a, it's, it's it, like, he's going to get into thinking, wiring, yeah. limiting beliefs, That's it. challenges, hurdles. It's like, because that is the stuff. Everything else is just a tactic, right? That that's the stuff that, you know, uh, implodes you, or that's the stuff that holds you back, or that's the stuff that, that, and so it's like, he's never going to talk to you about real estate. That's, and you know what? That's what I was doing. And I was the only coach. Okay, under, under my mentors, I was the only one doing this. And I was like, come on. And I had the highest level of success with my students. And I was like, okay, so the focus needs to be there pr- primarily so they can break those old patterns, Rob. They can break those voices, those stories, mm-hmm. that language. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, because I'm a woman, I can't get into real estate. Because I don't know how to do construction. It's mm. only male, you know, it's more men than women. Oh, I, I'm not good with numbers. How can I, you know what I'm saying? All these stories that people sure. have. Sure. Can I ask you a question? Because yeah. it's so important. Because when you're talking to people, right, like a student for the first time, they're not going to share that with you, right, Naya? They're not going to tell you the stories that are going through in their head. So I'm curious how you were able to kind of like, pull some of that information out because I believe that that is the key. What you're talking about right now is it's all that bullshit, right? That, that, that goes through people's minds about why they can't. And it's very subconscious. It is right. It's very subconscious. (laughs) So, so I did language work Mm -hmm. like a couple of years ago and I took certifications and now what I'm doing now is I'm implementing what I learned with language work and story work Mm. to combine it for the real estate industry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I can help rewire certain things. Rob, those stories only come up at low points in our lives. Mm. They don't come up all the time. So that voice, when we're feeling happy and confident, that voice is quiet. Only when something goes wrong, or if we do something wrong, or if we mess up, or depending on how we perceive something, I made a mistake. Oh God, I'm so stupid. I always make those type of mistakes. And then it's a roller coaster. It's mm-hmm. it's a spiral, right? It's like a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. So people just, they may feel like they can't control the thoughts that they're having, but they can control the words that come out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we start with that. Um, one of my favorite books is The Four Agreements by mm-hmm. uh, Miguel Ruiz. Mm-hmm. And the first one is like being impeccable with your with word. With your word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's super powerful. 
And mm-hmm. the first person you should be impeccable with is yourself. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you can't love yourself, how can you love someone else fully? How can someone else love you fully? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that means that you can't be mean to yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't be if you if you're a parent. I'm a parent too, right? What would happen to our kids if we were constantly beating them up mm-hmm. and saying you're not good at this, you're not good at that, you're not good at? Would they be able to survive in this world? It'd be really tough for them. It'd be so tough for them. Mm-hmm. What are some of the? I call it a crime that sometimes even teachers have told mm. kids that, oh, don't even think about going to college. You're not smart enough. Mm-hmm. That is a crime. It's a crime. It's, it's crime. A- and the opposite. There's been so many, I, I've read instances where it just took one word from somebody believing in you. That's it. Right. That's it. Somebody saying something, pouring you know, passion into you or saying, I see a spark in you and you, they transform that person. And all we need is that one person. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and we just need reminders and we can be that one person for ourselves too. Mm -hmm. So one Mm -hmm. of the things I, I want to share with you something I did with the story work. So I, and I invite you to try this for yourself or tell your, or have your group do this. So tell them, when that voice is so loud and that voice is beating you up, write out the story, write out everything that voice is telling you. And th- to even be more exact, think of the moments. Think of certain moments that you've had some really tough experiences and that voice shows up. For me, once in the blue moon, it used to, like it, my low moments, it used to say, you're an imposter. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are? You think you can help investors? You've done this and that. And then one of the things that I did, because sometimes I would listen to that voice. That's true. That's true. I'm like, who am I? I'm like, ah. sometimes you fall down. And it's, my low points were when I was going through a divorce a couple of years ago. Mm. You're like, oh, it's a low point. Yeah, you're all out of balance. You're out of balance. So one of, one of the things I did, it was write out this story. And then I would read it out loud. And I'm like, is this true? Breathe into it, like one sentence at a time and breathe out. And then one sentence, you start laughing. It's not true. I'm like, no, it's not true. And you know what I did? You're going to laugh. I, like, I should show you. I, I put a poster. I don't know if you can see what that says on top of that wall. No, I can't see it. Oh, my God. It's it. I have, it says, as a reminder, I have settlement seats and wire transfers piled up that add up mm. more than, that add up to like $1.9 million, right? Mm. Just to prove to myself so I could remind, remind myself. Of all the deals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm blessed, lucky, and I'm committed. Here's my proof. And you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm worthy. I'm loved. I'm a creator. I, I put these things up here to remind myself. Who I am. I love that. I love that. That that is that a visual representation, right? A visual representation matters, uh, which you know talks about your environment matters. Your it does. Right? Um, the people that you surround yourself with. Your matter, inner circle matters, right? Yes. Um, what your environment looks like matters, right? That's true. Um, 
is it is it an environment that creates creativity for you? Um, and, and so there, there's all these things that that go beyond just the the act of deal making. I got a question for you because I mean you talked to obviously thousands of students. Um, the ones that didn't make it. So let's talk about that a little bit for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. Because people don't make it. Yeah. Um, uh, where, what, was there a common thread? Did you see yeah. a common thread? You know what it is? The victim mindset. Mm. Mm-hmm. The victim mindset, they always had, they had an excuse for something all the time. I remember one that comes off on my mind. I had, now, nothing against police officers. I just, I had a student who was a police officer who wanted to get into real estate. And he was getting ready for an appointment and I was prepping him. And he was giving me all the reasons why the seller would would say no to his offer. And, and in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my God. Like, I'm giving him reasons and, and, and helping him position the message because I'm like, I'm getting deals all the time. I'm getting deals like uh, constantly. How can you're not getting deals? But in life, you get what you expect and what you believe. Mm. So because his expectations were always, they're going to say no to this. Nope, they won't take my offer. No, his energy was off constantly. He wasn't going to get anything different because in life, you will get what you expect. So for me, I was expecting, I, I always expect, Oh, opportunities come. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm so grateful. I'm like, life is so good. I have my health, all these things. The more grateful I am, the more things to be grateful come my way. But when people have the victim mindset, poor me, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have the right. I don't look the right way. I don't have the right car. I don't have the right skills. Oh my God, Rob! If everything is wrong, then who's gonna fix it? I can't. I could, you know, I can't fix it. Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting is so we'll dive on this a little bit. Um, whatever you look for, you will find. Yes, that's it. Whatever that's you look for, you will find. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and and I remember thinking about this um, as I've coached agents of mine and been thinking about, you know, how do we help move people forward? Um, and I was like, that was that. That to me is the biggest. If you if you seek, if you if you're looking for happiness and good, you will find it. If you if you're looking for misfortune, you will find it. If you're looking for deals, you will find them, right? And it goes back to what's on that that just very basic way to think about it. That razz in your brain, you know, when people start going and looking for a car and they want to buy a car. Your reticular activation system. That's right, the razz. Yeah, yeah. take your activations and whenever and now they see that car everywhere and, and by right. the way and that's how opportunity is if you that's have right. a, an open mind looking for opportunity you will see opportunity everywhere if you are looking for and i'm going to take this kind of in a different direction if you're looking for racism yes, you will you find also it. find it yes. you know you will find it um and i remember i was having this discussion with somebody I'm sure as a, you know, I'm sure that I've somewhere along the way have been discriminated on being a short Hispanic little guy. Right. Um, But I've never felt it. Me too. I've never felt it. I've never, I've never felt it. Right. Um, Now I also 
I have a lot of things, gifts that have been given to me that my parents gave to me, a platform that my parents gave to me, right? And I recognize that. I recognize that, right? But I'm sure that if I looked for instances where I was slided and my brain was open to it, I'd see it. Of course. But I but I but I didn't, right? Like I I always looked for either the best, the best of intentions, the best of opportunity, the best and and that's what I found yes. in, in people. And so it's like Whatever you look for, you will find. For sure. Right? <laughs> and I tend to always look for that something positive. Yes. So okay. it goes back to the whole half, If you're, is your cup half full? Yes. Or is it half empty? Yes. Right? And mine is like always half full. Half Nin- full. Uh, yes. At least 90% of the time. And the time that it's not, I don't let it feel like that for a long period of time. I sift it. You try, you try to, you try to somehow figure out a way to get your cup to have, to have full yeah. again. Because right? Rob, we're all humans, and we yes. all have emotions that go up and down. Like I, no one, I, I don't believe that anyone can sustain like like a level of like high, high, high all the time. Like something has to give. Your your body will be tired, and when you're tired, like you, you get different emotions, different ideas. Yeah, it's. I want to go back and, and and just also kind of clarify what I said, because it's like very controversial, what I just said, right? Meaning, I know that racism and bigotry is blatant, right? I know it's blatant out there. And it's a problem. But Rob, you're choosing. You're choosing not to focus. Yes. And that's my point. That was purely my point is I'm choosing not to focus on that. Yes. And instead I'm choosing to focus on the opportunity that I have been given at hand. Right. Uh, I'm choosing to focus on the good and not the dark. I recognize that the dark is there. Yes. I recognize that the dark is there and that it will, it will be there, but I'm choosing the, to, to shine my light somewhere else. And we all have that superpower. Mm-hmm. We have the power to choose. And and things can shift very quickly, just yeah. like this. Yeah. A decision, because the way, you know, there's that 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 thought process of when you when you change the way you look at things, mm-hmm. the things you look at change. change. Right. And, and it's it's very true. Like somebody could say something to you and you could take it one way and it could eat you up inside and you could change how you actually look at that and say, you know what? They gave me a gift because they opened up a a blind spot that I had. And that blind spot will help me, you know, build something that's bigger and better. And so I, I'm grateful to them for pointing out that flaw or that issue or that thing um, and I, and, or I could harbor resentment. Correct. Correct. So, 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 so yeah. <laughs> you, you can choose to see that constructive criticism or any kind of whatever, whatever that, that message that came to you, take it personally. So going back to the four agreements. Yeah. Okay. You can choose to, you know, not take it personally or don't make assumptions about it. Cause those are the, the other agreements, right? impeccable with your word don't take things personally don't make assumptions and always do your best mm-hmm. so, so so for me is i like to remind myself to go back to those agreements mm-hmm. um, so maybe i misrepresent like 
my perception of that message may not have been accurate. How many mm-hmm. times does someone say something to you and you take it personally and it had nothing to do with you? Oh, yeah, 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 no, no. There's like, you don't know what's happening in their life. You don't no. know what just happened 10 seconds before. You know, you you, you don't know. So, so imagine you're taking something and you're overanalyzing and you're paralyzing yourself and then you're going down a rabbit hole, right? Yeah, so by the way, let's bring it back. How does that, all of that apply to real estate investing, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> every day, that applies every day. One of the reasons why I love real estate investing is because I'm dealing with different people every day, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what an opportunity I get to experience, right? Talking to different sellers, they're having problems and I can help solve their problems so they can move on with their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm talking to people who are kind of greedy or they're not so flexible. They don't want to do things. And I'm like, it's OK. I, I'm like, I'm not for you. We can move on. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take it personally because you know what? I've put in my time. I've helped enough people. And my confidence is at a point where it's like I don't need this one deal. Yeah, you know your truth. I know my truth, exactly. You know your truth, you know your value, right? You also understand that it's like all, you know, it's it's all about my option may not be the best option for everybody and that's okay. It's okay. Right. So the thing is, when you're a new agent, just like a, a little kid learning, getting on a tricycle, you have to go out on the road. You have to go get your knees scraped a couple of times so we can remove the, the third wheel on the tricycle and you can get on, 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 on the two wheel. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing. And just, I would say, enjoy the process as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing new things and it's scary. So many real estate agents or even investors, they're afraid of the phone. Oh my God, I can't call people. What are they going to think? And what I'm telling them is reframe it. I'm like, those people need you to call them. Yeah. I think that that, this is the piece right now, right? That is that identity piece, that reframe piece, that the way you look at things, change the way you look at things and things you look at change. Yes. Um, You start realizing that, that you could positively impact people in their life through the, the, the understanding the different tools you have as an investor yeah, and that you have value and your job is to go provide value. If you, if you're thinking, you know what it is, this clear distinction, I heard this the other day or I saw it. If, if you are entering into the relationship thinking that you're taking from somebody versus are you entering in the relationship, giving to somebody? Rob, that's why, like, my, my program is the value amplifier method. So mm-hmm. my, my, you know, and, and we have partnered up with a great community. So I, I just had a group that just finished, you know, weeks. And I'm like, the focus is your intention is always how can I be of value? You're a value amplifier. So you know what? If that's the identity that you can help your agents and investors have, mm-hmm. first all, the intention is... Let me find out, ask all the right questions. And my intention is, how can I be of value to them? Even if I can't solve their problem right now, but if I know someone else who can, they can do it. 
Rob, when I go in with the intention of making the seller my friend and being of value to them, that's when I close the most deals. Wait, wait, I'm just going to say masterclass. And I had like, literally, we speak the same language, girl. It's ridiculous. I, I tell everybody on our team, your job is just to make a friend. Yes. Your job, is to make a friend. your job is to make a friend and your job is to be able to provide value and any way you can, whether you can help them or not, you're going to add value in their life. And when you have, when you do that, you build trust. That's right. Right. And when you build trust, that's when deals actually get done. People right? do business with people they like and people they trust. So if you make them your friend first, mm -hmm. if that's your intention, and then you educate them so they can trust you, bam. Yeah. And it's true. The way to do it, right, is you can't fake that. You have to really, at your core, really. Yeah, it's energy. It's energy. You really, at your core, yeah. have to believe, like, I want to help this person yes. any way possible, right? Yeah. This isn't a bold, like. I'm going to go make them my friend. I'm going to try to like convince them to be, no, no, no. It's like, they can feel it. They, they can, can feel it. People it. know the difference, right? Thank you. Energy. Like you use that word a lot. A lot. I talk about energy is everything. Like I, I want to write a book on energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there, there's the name of your book, right? Energy is everything. Like, I, yeah. like to me, I, I would be all about that. I, I would read that book because I, I 100% believe that it's like, we're, we've got that millions of years of programming to keep us alive and make us feel safe. There's all these subliminal messages when somebody walks through your door right off the bat, right? They don't even have to say anything. The way they, they walk in with their personality, their, what, 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 just energy. The way they walk in with their energy, yes. right? People start making these really fast decisions yeah right oh, i like this person's energy no i don't like this person's energy. yes right that's right like you when when you walk in a room and people were fighting like imagine a, like a couple fighting you oh, can yeah. feel it like, <gasps> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like so I, I have been sitting in a dining room table with people going through divorces and i'm feeling energy my stomach is like tight because i'm <laughs> i'm feeling like these people are ready to like bite each other's heads off Oh, I know. I'm a, I'm, by the way, I'm a big energy feeler yeah. in like group dynamic meetings. Um, and I, <laughs> anyhow, that's a whole nother conversation. We won't go through that. Listen, Naya, what question haven't I asked you that you would really want people to know about you, about your journey, about being a real estate investor? I mean, we've covered some things that I think really matter in the game. We didn't deep dive on your total story or anything like that. But but what we talked about today is, in my opinion, something more valued, valuable than a lot of those things. Because the foundation of this identity and energy is where it real... Starts. Yeah. yeah everything this is, starts there. Everything starts here, right? You, you, you can know how to do everything conceptually and you don't get this right You'll go through a struggle. It's going to be a lot harder. Be and a lot and one of the things that I like saying, it doesn't have to be hard. We don't have to struggle. So when we get this right, the energy right, and the intention right, then the actions that we're taking, the effort that we're putting in, it feels good. And, and actually, it's magnified. Mm -hmm. 
right? It's magnified to a level that we will be seeing results easily, mm. okay? Not by, I'm not saying that real estate, oh, it's, to me, real estate is easy. You know why? Because this is my primary. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's my goal to show others how to tap into that too. Is there anything, any books that you would recommend that people either read or blogs that they might read or, or a podcast they might listen to that can help people understand a little bit more about this identity and this energy? So, so the books that I already shared. So one of my favorite, one of the books by Joe Dispenza, if people are like on the scientific side, if they want that explanation, um, breaking the habit of being yourself. Okay. So learn how to rewire, okay, mm-hmm. your your brain waves and how you can change old patterns. He talks about that and he even gives you examples to meditate on. Mm-hmm. He healed his body, okay? So he did it with his mind, right? Um, so that's a fantastic book. Another book is The Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. Talks about language, story, like four agreements. Don't don't be impeccable with your word. Don't take things personally, don't make assumptions. And always do your best, right? Mm. Those are powerful, like books. A classic is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon. Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't say work your ass off and grow rich. <laughs> You're right. right. You're so right. He talks about the mastermind effect. He talks mm. about energy in there, right? Like it, it's imagination, it's cre- it's creativity, it's analyzing ourselves. A burning desire. That the burning desire. A burning desire. And, right. and that, that desire, if you believe that that desire was planted inside of you by something greater than your your higher self, your higher self or, or God, whatever you want to say. So for me, that burning desire, like three, four years ago, that, that's, I was like, I want to be a role model so people how to live an abundant life. If they want to use real estate as the vehicle to do it, I want to show them. Because in my opinion, learning how to leverage, how to structuring deals creatively is like winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for over a decade. I've gotten paid to buy houses, you know, like this. Like it's, 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 the, best, it's the best way to do real estate. Uh, well, if somebody wanted to find you, what's the best way that they can find you, Naya? So you could go to Naya, N-A-Y-I-A dot U-S. Um, you, if you want to learn about my value amplifier method, you could go to valueamplifier.us or dot us. Us. Okay. Or value amplifier. Oh, I like that. That's why you do the dot us. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing time. Thank you. With me. I appreciate it. This is this has been a fun discussion. Uh you know, you reminded me, I want to just kind of comment on this real fast. Something you said earlier, I recently heard um, Ed Milet. I don't know if you know who Ed Milet is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he has a podcast. Um, he's written a book, uh, The Power of One More. Um, okay. Really good from the stage speaker that can emotionally like really create a lot of um, like make people laugh, make people cry. It's a very good communicator very good communicator. Um, He talks about, you know, your story, the good and the bad, uh, especially the bad, 
mm. is what qualifies you. Mm. And, and there's another way to th- reframe things, right? Because sometimes you you think, oh, it's the bad that makes me feel like it's the imp- I'm the imposter. Mm-hmm. When he goes, no, 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 that is the very thing that qualifies you to be able to have the discussion. So I'll leave us with that because there might be some people that have some carrying in into this journey with maybe some things that have happened in their past. And they they think that that excludes them from Mm. being able to live the life that they want. And I'm here to encourage you. No, that is what qualifies you. It does. I agree. agree. And people, because of that is why you need to help yourself. And by you helping yourself, you're giving others permission to help themselves too. Yeah. Boom. With that, Naya, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.